Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there and welcome to episode number 34 of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing the Skinwalker Ranch. So please do sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. So yes, not Skywalker Ranch. Where George Lucas in. lives. We're talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Skinwalker Ranch is a ranch in the Uintar Basin. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's in Utah. Yeah, which is in Utah. And it's, from what I've read, the basin is what they believe to have been like where a meteorite or meteor hit the earth. Right, okay. The ranch is literally kind of in the middle of it. And it's about 512 acres of land that this ranch sits on, um, which borders some Native American land. Oh, and we know they're spooky, don't we? Yeah. As, as talked about before. Yeah. So it's believed to be the site of a high level of paranormal activity. And this ranges from my favourite subject UFOs to large, strange creatures with red glowing eyes, strange humanoid creatures and portals appearing in the sky, as well as where it's got its namesake from, skinwalkers, which I believe it comes from... Native American Indian term for it would well skinwalkers were shaman who would be able to change shape at will to go and basically seek vengeance on people who've wronged them and their tribes like a druid in World of Warcraft like a druid in World of Warcraft yeah can they transform shape yeah they can yeah yeah I'm pretty sure uh, my uh, druid was just a know, giant well, cow I was gonna say apparently so I've heard from nerds who play World of Warcraft. Uh, oh, but yeah, they, they yeah, can which transform. you're totally not one of. They can transform into bear form, uh, cat form, moonkin. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, dear me. There's a reason I've never, I I mean, have I mean, never I, started I've, playing I've, I've World heard, of Warcraft. I've heard. Yeah, definitely a reason why I haven't started playing it, because I think I would absolutely love it. So <laughs> I have just stayed away from it completely. Oh, it's like, it's, it's, it's just a nerd black hole. I know. It would be bad for me, I think. Bad for my uh, social skills. Hence why you lot are the way you are. But anyway, let's carry on. Well, f- fortunately, I've got social skills to burn. So uh... <laughs> Overflowing with socialness. Overflowing with social skills. Some would say I'm too friendly. Yeah. I, I don't think you pronounce it friendly. <laughs> anyway, back to skin. So workers. the stories about paranormal activity started surfacing around the ranch in 1996 now we're entering x-files territory again when x-files was big which obviously we discussed when we were talking about el chupacabra yeah yeah so these stories started appearing in the local newspapers uh where the then owners terry and gwen sherman now i'm going to call them terry and gwen sherman in this because that was their name but when the stories came out, they were referred to as the Gormans because apparently they didn't want their real name being released because they didn't want to be linked to these stories. Are they Dave Gorman? Are they Dave Gorman. Yeah, both of them, Dave and Dave Gorman. Excellent. There's, there's a reference for British people who might know who Dave Gorman is. Who might also remember the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, indeed. They went to the press to tell them about these stories of what was happening on their property and what they'd seen. So I'll go through a list of some of the stuff that I found that they reported seeing. Yeah. So they reported seeing three different types of UFOs 
over the 15 months that they lived there. So they described a small box-like craft with a, a bright white light, a 40-foot-long object in the sky, and a huge ship, which they estimate was the size of several American football fields. Now, like that to me, several American football fields is about the size of a small village. Oh, maybe. Town. I mean, a, a football field's about the same size as a, as a, as a British football field, though, you know, isn't it? The, the actual pitch itself is about 100 metres long and about yeah. 60 metres wide, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's pretty big, but I wouldn't say that 300 metres long, 180 metres wide is as big as a village. Maybe a, what's a, what's even smaller than a village? Uh, a, a hamlet. A hamlet. You yeah. might fit a hamlet in there. But yeah, it, it that, yeah. Does sound, that does sound very big. Very big, yeah. Very, very big. They also reported lights that would move around and dance around on the ranch. And that they reported seeing these orange portals opening up in the sky, of which these lights would traverse through them. Yeah, like wormholes. Yeah, yeah, like, like wormholes. And apparently they got some of these on videotape, but I've had a look on YouTube. Other video platforms are about. Like Pornhub. Yeah, like Pornhub. But I couldn't find these videos but they also reported crop circles appearing on the ranch so they found these three eight foot diameter circles that were about 30 feet apart in a triangular shape and the wife Gwen reported that when she was coming home from the the local town store one night she was followed by a bright light Terry reported that when he was out walking dogs around the ranch one night he heard male voices in an unfamiliar language but that these voices appeared to be coming from above him in the sky and that they'd found that they had three cattle that had been mutilated and another four cattle that had mysteriously just totally disappeared and Terry also reported shooting at a large black wolf several times only for the bullets to appear to have no effect on the beast it's this wolf with big big red eyes like a werewolf um, like a like a werewolf yeah or a dire wolf so yeah and th- th- they reported seeing these lights several times as well and after owning the ranch for 15 months they then decided they'd had enough and they they put it up for sale which may or may not coincidentally was around the time that these stories were released to the press it just sounds like they kind of swallowed like a book all about monsters and ufos and weird stuff and we're like oh yeah that's all happening here <laughs> yeah, yeah we've got all, all of that. it yeah. we've got it all yeah we've got it all it is, we've got monsters i've got ufos i've got crop circles yep 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 tick 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 you're right i mean i i i'd read that you know it's it, all that ufo stuff because i mean at least if your story stuck around one specific area and you're like you, you ufos and they're mutilating cattle and all that kind of thing okay great but also the stories about werewolves like you said zombies demons ghosts it's like a theme pick a theme bloody hell yeah it's it's like a pick and mix it's like a paranormal pick and mix and it's a bit like canic chase that we talked about before where it's just like yeah fuck it throw everything in we've got it all we've got the lot i mean they haven't got a pig man on skinwalker ranch well not yet not yet if they could if they could make some money out of it i'm sure they'd tell you they found one because we hadn't yeah we hadn't talked about it you see that's why in 1996 terry tezza tez and gwen that's true they didn't know about pig pig man then you see because we hadn't talked about it, so they That's need to true. get on the podcast and find out about Pigman. So they bought the ranch off the Myers family. So originally bought in 1934 by Kenneth and Edith Myers, who'd lived on the ranch for all of their life. When they passed away, it went to their, I think it was their nephew, who then put the ranch up for sale. But the Shermans were claiming that there was a 
clause in the deeds to the the land that they were not allowed to dig anywhere on the property without seeking permission from the previous owners. Oh, maybe they'd done some murders and they didn't yeah. want anyone to maybe. find them. They've killed somebody. Yeah. Who? Did we, what did maybe. you say their names were? Rose and Fred. What? <laughs> no. No. Kenneth and Edith Myers. Ah, oh, okay. They had but a they, son you know, called Michael. Yeah, but the but the Myerses they they never claimed to have seen anything weird, did they? No, you they know didn't. they they. they, didn't. they you know, they basically said, yeah, we lived here for 60 years and none of that happened. They're talking out of their backsides. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Terry and Gwen do all right out of this, uh, at the sale of the spooky ranch, didn't they? So they sold the ranch for $200,000 and they sold it to billionaire entrepreneur Robert Bigelow. Now, for anyone who doesn't know who Robert Bigelow is, he's the guy who founded and heads up Bigelow Aerospace, who were kind of in the pot of these companies to try and get people like into orbit and into space via private firms. Oh, like SpaceX and stuff, Elon Musk yeah, and that. Yeah, 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 Richard Branson and and uh, the Bezos. He was doing all right Jez, though, wasn't Jez he? The Robert Bigelow, he kind of, he'd got, he bought licenses from NASA and all kinds of things, didn't he? He was, yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's well funded and well thought of, so... Also funded, allegedly, in an interview I saw with him and George Knapp, the guy that brought Bob Lazar to the forefront wow. uh, in an interview with, with George Knapp saying that he'd been funded by the government to do research into UFO sightings as well with a, his, a company his, that he put together. Is this his national so science company, the National Discovery Science Company? The National Institute of oh, Discovery Science or for the uh, National Institute for Discovery Science. Right. NIDS. NIDS. NIDS, yeah. NIDS. Nids. So he basically owned the ranch for 10 years. And in the decade that he owned the ranch, he used Nids to investigate the phenomena that had been experienced by yeah. the Shermans. Now, now you, you, you can you can tell me if I've got the wrong end of this, but from what I'd read, the, 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 the guys and girls at Nids, um, they were applying scientific methods to try and provide evidence so they could actually yes. you know, definitively publish this stuff and say it's real. But they they, yeah. they never found enough to be able to allow them to do that. Yeah, but apparently they they saw or experienced enough to never want to go back there again. Yeah. So the people from Nids they got the heebie-jeebies, but they couldn't prove why they were getting the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So I did find an account by one of the researchers by a guy called Colm Kelleher, right? Which I think I'm mispronouncing, but saying that towards the end of their their research, he'd spotted a humanoid creature twenty to 25 feet up a tree watching them doing their research at night and that he'd taken a rifle and shot at the creature and that this creature had just disappeared and when he went over to the tree and looked around because it was it was snow all around all he found was a single six inch circular print in the snow but no other signs of anything else was it spring heel jack you know that that was that was a one of the accounts that i found with regards to their time there but i didn't really find much else did they not take any cameras with them these scientists to take pictures of the things that scared apparently they they took lots of stuff with them yeah but after a decade of owning the ranch and carrying out all this research robert bigelow then sold the ranch to a company called adamantium holdings sounds genuine wolverine anyone he sold it for the sum of 4.5 million dollars that's a lot of money that's a lot of money. That How long did he have money. it for? Ten years. Oh, so he bought it in 96 and he sold it in 2006. Let's be bonkers. And it increased 
20-fold in price. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good return on investment. You can see why he's a successful businessman, can't you? Indeed, indeed. So who owns Adamantium Holdings? Oh, sorry. We're getting into that. So th- this company, Adamantium Holdings, then trademarked the name Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> right. For, you know, things like TV rights, movie rights, shirts, hats, duffel bags. Yeah. Keychains. And the like. Yep. Keychains, yep, yep, yep. So the ranch is now owned by a real estate tycoon called Brandon Fugel. And it was really weird. He had these people on the ranch doing an investigation. And in one of the pictures was just the American R&B artist. Is he an R&B artist? Post Malone. Just posing with like an automatic rifle, a semi-automatic rifle on the ranch. Sounds normal for an American. Fugel said that when he bought the ranch, he was really sceptical about all the stories, but said that now he's not a believer, he's an experiencer. After he witnessed a 40 to 50 foot metallic UFO in broad daylight over the ranch. And he if, claims only, that, if only he had a mobile phone with him. With I know. A I know. camera on it. If only. I know. But he claims that it wasn't only him who saw it, but also some foreign dignitaries who he'd invited over to the ranch. Yeah. So have they have they agreed or did they have they gone on record to say that they saw it too? Or is he just I claiming not, there were people with I him? I could not find anything. No. Unsurprisingly. I could not find anything. But there's if you go on YouTube, like there's a whole host of people who've gone and done investigations there and they have caught like UFOs or strange things in the sky and Well, so I'd never heard of Skinwalker Ranch before today. You're gonna to give us some definitive evidence that Skinwalker Ranch is really a portal into another world well i I, you know you might not know this but my name my my real name is uh gary skinwalker and um (laughs) i'm from the skinwalker family and so you know one of one of the secrets that we swore to take to our grave was that this is all bollocks (laughs) no in reality so i'd 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 never i'd never heard of skinwalker ranch before today and when when i did a google for it the first thing that came up, in fact, the first loads of things that came up were about a TV show called the Is it the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch? Is um, this on the History Channel? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was just you know fl- flicking through trying to find something about actually Skinwalker Ranch, and it took a while. I got there, but my first thought was, oh, they're like, like they're onto the second series of that. I bet you that's like that Curse of Oak Island show where. Have you ever seen Curse of Oak Island? Basically, it's this island where apparently there's a load of like old buried treasure there and these brothers have bought the island essentially to go and dig it up and try and find the gold. And it's been on for like 15 years or something stupid and they've never found anything concrete. But every episode, they find a little something that they're going to send to the lab to investigate and they all get around the table and they talk about this thing they found and why it's really exciting to keep people who believe hooked so i was thinking i bet you it's just like that carried on and then i found you know something actually about skinwalker ranch and read about it uh, and when i finished reading all that nonsense i thought i'll have a look into this tv show and it turns out the producers of Sk- secrets of, Sk- of skinwalker ranch are the same producers behind ancient aliens <laughs> program called bible yep. secrets revealed and yep. no shit curse of oak island so yeah. it's the same thing and the, the curse of oak island the brothers who bought the oak island island they've made more money out of that tv show than they've put into trying to dig up the gold 
and obviously more money than they would ever make out of any gold they find because there isn't any there. But it's it's just another silly history channel show to make some money from advertising so that the people... I mean, this is why it got sold for four and a half million pounds because the guys the mm. guys who bought it knew that they could monetize it. I imagine that uh, Juice Bigelow knew that he could monetize it when he bought it for 200,000 pounds <laughs> or 200,000 dollars because he's a good businessman. And yeah. if there's interest in something, you can hawk it to the rubes and they will, they will lap it up. And I, I watched probably about because again like you Mike I was looking for videos of things that have been seen on Skinwalker Ranch because if this is if this is all stuff that's been reported since the 90s you know okay 1996 to maybe 2006 camera phones weren't great but since then they've been pretty great you know Hmm. everybody walks around with a decent quality camera in their pocket for the you know till like 2012 and most people have got a really good camera in their pocket after that you know better than most camcorders and things and the people who own these places are filthy rich we've already talked about that they're not going to have a flip phone nokia with a 360p camera on it are they they're going to have a good phone so why isn't there any believable footage i saw a couple of clips from this tv show and it made me feel nauseous because it's so (laughs) it's so distastefully put together they've got all the like these guys sitting around a table going oh look what we captured last night on film and it's a cow that looks a bit scared and then it panned up and there's a blot in the sky that they hover on for a second you don't you don't see it move it's just there. And then they sit around talking about it for 15 minutes. Cut to adverts. Here comes the income. And it, it just, it, it all, all the way throughout it, you've got all the spooky music so that, you know, ooh, look, it's creepy. Yeah. The cow's scared. I've seen exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel, I don't know, it just, I hate all that theatre. It makes it so much less believable when there's all this theatre to it. If there was just even some grainy footage of a werewolf running around in a crater or, you know, a zombie getting beamed up by a UFO or, you know, heaven forbid someone managed to get a photo of something that's 300 metres long, for God's sake. Mm. You know, if, if there was any of that stuff, that would hold way more credibility than what is clearly just a marketing exercise. It's nonsense. I'm off my soapbox now. So are you saying that you don't believe there's anything paranormal about Skinwalker Ranch? Is it... I'm not sure. I'm getting a mixed message, but is that what you're <laughs> okay, saying? Okay, okay. I I think I even if there was, even if there was, I think the fact that they've got this, you know, this this whole marketing. I'm not going to call it a scam because it's not a scam because it's 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 a very clever way of making money. They've got this whole you know marketing strategy around monetizing the idea of Skinwalker Ranch that that makes it less believable. Yeah, I saw. I saw a YouTube video that the title just was Skinwalker Ranch is a grift. There, I said it. Yeah. Well, it's it's exactly the same with that Curse of Oak Island show is that it, it you if you make more money from keeping people hooked than you do on proving anything. So you, mm. you even if even if there was proof, it's not in the interest of the people who are making that show. It's not in the interest of the History Channel to provide proof. It's in their interest to provide breadcrumbs so that you watch next week and you watch the week after yeah. and you watch the week after that. So effectively, what you're saying is the people who, own Skinwalker Ranch are doing what the people in places like Roswell and well possibly I mean I I think other areas are doing and trying to make money out of it yeah I think to an extent Rob Bigelow may have done I don't think that the chap who's got it now necessarily is because I don't think he's involved in the TV show I think I think he has you know I mean he must be partly because he he lets them onto his property but I I don't I I don't necessarily think it's mainly the Taylor guy who's a like some kind of aerospace scientist. Yeah, I think I think it's that the people who own the rights to the name are the people who are monetizing it. Well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Adamantium holdings. 
So Adamantium Holdings, though, which is via that Brandon fella who owns it now, doesn't he? Is that right? So Brandon Frugal, yeah, Pugal. So oh, is, not, he, not is gonna... he part of that group? But well, he's he well, has filed for the US. He has filed for the US trademark for Skinwalker Ranch in inverted commas. Then yeah, Skinwalker then it, Ranch. it's his. It's his. And it, and it was approved last year. Company. So yeah, so anything with Skinwalker Ranch, he is now getting it. So, that's it, um, and, and you know, the, the, there's also an element. Facilities. There's also an element, I think, where normally, when you know, like when we were talking about Sasquatches and things, you know, we say like, well, just just put a load of cameras up, you know, and, and eventually you'll catch one. Mm. You know, if you think you know where they live, just just fill that part of the woods with cameras until you see one, and then there's some evidence. But no, either either they don't think of that, or they don't actually want to do that because then it would prove that there's nothing there. Yeah. This because they're filming this place all the time. By now, surely there would be incontrovertible evidence on that TV show that this is real rather than breadcrumbs if they're filming it that often. Either that or this this stuff just doesn't happen and never happened. Well, the the first owners that had it for 60 years, they they don't say that anything. They just say that it was just a ranch. That was just the end of it, wasn't it? There was nothing. There was nothing weird, nothing spooky. But just for two years, things, shit got real. And all of a sudden... Not even two years, 15 months, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, for those 15 all months of a sudden and then the madness going on. Yeah, the, the 25 years after when there was money involved. Yeah. Yeah. How convenient. I did watch on YouTube like a little clip of one of those History Channel episodes and they had got a guy who used to know, oh, now I'm doubting myself now, but maybe just he used to know Terry Sherman and he was a proper kind of cowboy, you know, what you imagine a 60-year-old man who lives in Utah kind of turned up with his jeans and his cowboy boots and a big white hat and a massive tash. Did he look like he was made of leather? Yeah, exactly, yes. And he turned up and he sat down with all these guys that were researchers. I do say that in inverted commas. But he was telling a story of how he turned up and this little shed was was locked, was closed, and they couldn't get the door open, but it was only like a little kind of storage shed. It wasn't anything big, but they managed to kind of push the door enough that they could see through. And what he's saying is, and he wasn't connected to the ranch, apart from he was friends with them or something, that there were three cows, full-grown, well, heifers he was calling them, so what's a heifer? Is that a female cow, isn't it? Three heifers stacked vertically on top of each other, almost in like a daze. They managed to kind of get the door open, Play cow Jenga. <laughs> yeah, one of them said that one of them at the time had said, "Oh, they're, they're all dead. They're all dead. How have they got? What's going on? The, the shed was locked. What what's going on?" And then they chucked some water at these cows, and they all kind of <laughs> came out of their trance. But he was one of these kind of slow talking old man type Mm. and i just looked at him i was like why on earth would you be making this up you know what reason has he got to be making this up and it's such an unusual thing to think of it wasn't maybe he's getting paid well well, that's it maybe he is maybe he just lives next door just Um, hire a drifter (laughs) get him a sandwich just go and yeah yeah, read this out Oh, when when did he say this odd. happened? When because uh, oh, it was years yeah. Because again, it, it, I mean, I, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here. But if if I opened a door and there were three cows stacked on each other like cow jenga, like Mike says, the first thing I would be doing would be getting getting that film to put on TikTok. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly. Well, this is it. I don't know what I'm. 
I don't know whether I'm, it must be when that Terry and Gwen Sherman owned it. So 94, 96. So we are talking quite some time ago. So, you know, we did, they didn't have mobile phones or anything like that in those days, did they? So, or, you know, not readily available and certainly not in the middle of Utah. So, no. uh, so it, it was it was a bit of an odd story. I, I don't believe it. I think the whole thing is just been monetized. It's just nonsense. But I, know, I think I mean, that's I, it. I but it at, the same, at, at the same time, though, I mean, that that's some of that is my bias against you know people grifting but if you go back to that like kind of original story that mike went through and if you take some of the nonsense about you know werewolves and zombies and demons out and you just try and restrict it to that initial thing of there were lights in the sky there were there were mutilated cow carcasses and maybe a beast on the in the area. There could be something in that, he says, as as a bit of a peace <sighs> offering to the believers. You feeling all right? <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I, at, a, know, at and, a stretch, and, you could imagine somebody kind of thinking that that was happening. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it might be because I mean, I, I imagine it's just you know wide open spaces. You can see all the stars. You know, in the middle mm. of Utah, there's nothing else there, is there? And that you, you know, maybe there's a shooting star or there's meteorite storm or something, and you think that's a UFO because you don't really know any better. And yeah, cows could end up getting mutilated if there's a wolf on the premises. Then you could have seen the wolf. That wolf could have been eating your cows or attacking your cows, yeah. like El Chupacabra. You know, there, there there could be some fairly innocuous initial reason why someone believed this stuff was true and it's just grown legs and legs and legs as people thought they could make some cash out of it yeah like the yeah. El Chupa Capra um, going back to that the El, the El Chup the Chupa Chups he um, you know he started out suck, as a suck, wing suck. a suck suck a suck suck dog he, he started out as kind of a bipedal winged red eyed monster and then turned into a dog like creature didn't he so you know just yeah. as people just wanted to believe in it and it, the story just kind of mutated like El Chupa Capra did obviously but um yeah i think yeah i don't want to find something don't they i don't know if there's a bit of the old the lutzes and the the amityville thing where you know family moves in buys a ranch moves in realizes that they can't financially afford what they've bought or to maintain it so you know come up with a come up with a story to help them kind of garner interest and sell it quicker maybe perhaps it's a story as old as time yeah but it's quite a commitment to yeah just to be start plucking out monster stories and spooky I mean, things and like matt said though it's the whole if like for me if it had just been oh we've had loads of ufo sightings and these strange humanoids have been seen around the ranch sneaking around the buildings then maybe that could be a bit more plausible as it were than having this this mishmash of like saying with canic chase it being trying to make out like it's some kind of portal into the netherworld where everything comes through at night to have a party in the middle of nowhere in utah yeah i mean it's an obvious but why choice. does all this stuff you know you have to ask yourself why does all this stuff always seem to happen out in the middle of nowhere because they've got nothing else to do than make this stuff up they haven't got hyperspeed well, internet connections have they true the board this this is true this is true um, so should we do a should we do a quick round the houses and see who believes should we start with me because it's gonna be the quickest one i think this is all bunkum as anyone who regularly listens would know before we even started talking about this this is this is not something that i think there's any believability to there may have been something in the original story you know a like wild dogs or wolves or whatever that were hurting hurting the cattle but i think that everything all all the stories the reason why it's 
been popularized just leaves a sour taste in my mouth and says no chance mate yeah i think i'm in agreement with you this is this is one where i'll be honest when i before i started doing the research into it and when i came up with it on the, the list of stuff we're going to talk about i was kind of like oh yeah i've, I've heard people talk about this on podcast and seen the videos pop up so i watch a lot of these like top five spooky video channels on youtube and there's always there's always occasionally one about skinwalker ranch and there's something weird going on in the video but then the more you read into it it's just like no this is clearly just like that other video said it's just a grift it's just a, a, a means of making money and it's not even like they're doing it in a very good kind of theatrical way as it were. You know, I've seen from watching a lot of these top five videos and these ghost videos, there are people out there who are making these, I'm going to say it, fake paranormal videos, but they are doing it in such a good way that sometimes you'll watch them and just go, is it fake? <laughs> Could it be yeah, genuine? Yeah. Whereas like with the, the Skinwalker stuff, it's just not, It's it's it just feels like it's minimal effort and it, almost like it's reliant on people to imagine seeing something. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, at, at least fork out for a monkey costume and film a Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do it that way. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think it's nonsense, all of it. It's just, I've seen the programmes, well, clips of the programmes. It surely has to just be absolute codswallop. There's, there's no way that all those different things, if I believed in one of them, do you know what I mean? I'd be sceptical, let alone, you know, an entire suit that is created from all <laughs> these different things that's going on on this one ranch. And that, good soup. you know... That's good soup. But, you know, this this guy who's put all this money into this ranch and then had this do these scientists go and, you know, virtually live there for a year and and them not come up with anything at all. No photos, no proof, nothing. It's yeah. it's just it's just nonsense. It's, and it's now just it's yeah, it's just money in the bank, isn't it? So it's, yeah, a, it's and, a no from me. You know, sadly, it is that way for a lot of kind of paranormal stuff. Not all of it, but all I think that, you know, not all of it. <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's 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 just too unbelievable and yeah. too fantastical for, for me to think that there is actually anything behind it at all. The, the only thing I saw on that I believed on one of these clips that I'd watched of this History Channel was they did a freeze frame. Well, it wasn't a freeze frame, actually. It was like a, a little kind of what do you call it like a time-lapse thing of a shooting star in the sky and that was it that was all they had in the entire kind of 15 minute clip that i watched that um, that i was like well do you know what i know what that is and that is a a meteorite it's a it's a shooting star that's all it is but anyway anyway i'm spacemen space who knows who knows could be they've not got so, lights on there you have it that, that I, I should point out that um i should address really the elephant in the room and i should have addressed it at the start of the el chupacabra episode but eagle-eared listeners will have noticed that eddie has been absent from from the past couple of episodes now the reason for that is that he took a trip to whitley streber's place in the middle of the forest and we haven't heard from him since so i think he may have been abducted and or anally probed 
He did say he was looking for someone to suck him off into space. Into space, yes. Yeah, I definitely so, wasn't volunteering for that one. So, yeah, they're, they're working But no, in, in all seriousness, Eddie is not well at the moment. So we wish him a speedy recovery and uh, hopefully he'll be back on the podcast in the not too distant future. But thank you ever so much for listening to episode 34 of the podcast. You can email us at skepticsandbelieverspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Send us your suggestions. Or you can follow us on Twitter, which is SB Pod and the number one. Or you can follow us on Instagram, which is Skeptics Believers Pod. And currently we're doing our Skepti calendar in the run up to Christmas. So we are releasing little snippets on the podcast and posts on our social media daily. So please do check those out. So thanks ever so much for listening. Like and subscribe and all of that social media jazz. We will be talking about John Titor, the time traveller, next time. So please do join us. Until then, please do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website. Music